afternoon, everybody. Well done. The last afternoon. Well done for being here and still smiling and still eyes are open. This is good. I've seen a few droopy eyelids today in the auditorium. But um, it's brilliant to see you all. My name um, is Nicola, and uh, my husband David and I um, lead Life Vineyard Church. We planted that 12 years ago up in uh, Newcastle upon time. How we, man. How we, indeed. <laughs> So uh, coming this far south is quite a trip for us these days. Um, and um, so within the church, uh, my sort of main responsibilities are around kids uh, ministry, worship, and um, leadership development. And also we um, lead the, the northeast as an area, and uh, that's a, a fun thing to do. Um, and I am passionate about people developing and um, and thriving deeply in their God-given identity. And um, my journey of leadership and um, learning has collided with this thing called coaching, which has just completely bitten me uh, in a really, really good way. And um, a few years ago, um, somebody who was training as a coach, the States um, are kind of well ahead of us uh, over here, of course, and um, they have this program of training coaches that come alongside church planters and come alongside senior pastors uh, over the other side of the pond. And somebody who was uh, doing that training called me up and said, um, I'm doing this training and I need someone to practice on. Can I practice on you? Um, and so I said, yeah, sounds interesting. And for me, um, it's just really been a part of this journey for me. And it, what has been most powerful about it is time to just be heard. Um, just someone else giving me time that is kind of clear space. And for me, it was a place for real vulnerability and huge encouragement. And I, I don't want to be dramatic. I am a dramatic kind of person, but this is true. It actually really changed my life. It was so, so good because it drew me deeper into God's presence. Um, it, my approach to leadership kind of changed, which I'll, I'll talk about in a bit. And it increased my capacity with all that was all that was going on in life. And um, this afternoon is going to be kind of a whistle-stop tour around some of a couple of the key tools um, of coaching and some stories and testimony of, uh, of the power of, of coaching and this, this way of coming alongside each other um, yeah, with the gift of time and listening and, and coaching. So, we are uh, a Kingdom of God movement, you can't have missed that uh, this week, and we believe that the Kingdom is at hand and is indeed within each one of us as children. And Vineyard Church's part of our vision statement says, we will make disciples, develop leaders, plant churches and contribute to the blessing of the whole body of Christ. That is what we are about. And so the way that we live, the way that we lead, the way that we interact with those around us is of huge importance because the bride of Christ is precious and beautiful and made of unique individuals, made to be uniquely who they are. And anything that encourages her to be healthy is most definitely the thing that I want to explore and learn about because the, the church cannot be healthy unless his kingdom, we've been hearing about it all week, um, I promise I wrote this last week, but she cannot be healthy unless his kingdom is expressed uniquely through each of us 
fully alive and living for his glory. Um, and the church is made of all these unique parts, but over it all, God has a plan. The creator is holding it all together, head of the church. And he has called you and me to raise others up in love so that they can shine brightly. And this is what's bitten me about what I'm going to um, talk about this afternoon, because the church should be the place for you and me to be able to live out of our God-given design and then lead from that place. You don't need reminding of this, do you? But I'm going to read it because it's just beautiful. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. There's something unique that God had in mind to express of his kingdom when he knitted you together. When he knitted the person next to you together, you might want to have a little look at the person next to you and just remind yourself that God has made them completely unique. Sometimes it's not obvious. And it needs, a bit, it needs a bit of mining, it needs a bit of time, it needs a bit of skill, it needs a bit of patience. It needs a brother or a sister, you or I, to come alongside and to start mining for that God treasure, that identity and that life that lies in each of us, that deposit, that unique hallmark of Christ who calls us by name and redeems our true identity. And uh, unless we take time to honour each other, every part, and ask questions that are going to be part of that mining process, and listen well, which is part of that mining process, unless we listen to each other's hearts, we may never see the reality of the fullness of Christ in us, and the purposes of Christ in the world and his kingdom lived out. Wouldn't it be amazing... If you could help unlock someone's future and build them up with encouragement to run their race without adding to your stress. You know, as leaders, sometimes they're like, oh, this is stressful, raising up leaders, coming alongside people. But I promise you, there is a way, and it is possible, and it is way more fun. Can you think of um, people that maybe you've, you've seen, you met, maybe you know them, who are really thriving, living out of their God-given identity? I don't know if you've thought that as you've watched um, Putty preach this morning, and you just think, oh, he was made to do this, or that lady on the violin. You're like, she must have been born doing that. She just, it's just incredible. You see people sparkle, and something in your spirit kind of it's joyful about what you see when you see the handprint, the fingerprint of God in a life fully alive. It kind of sparkles. And um, today, the, the two things that we're going um, to learn about and we're going to try out, we're going to be getting to know each other, um, is listening well and asking powerful questions. Because those two things can bring, bring life. And that is the gold that I'm proposing that we begin to mine. And... Um, through being coached, um, I have come to a much fuller understanding of who God made when he made me. 
Um, and I'm much more able to walk forward in that and what that means for me and what that means for others around me. Because as leaders, we do have a responsibility, don't there? There are things that we are responsible for, for growth and for development. But through coaching, we don't need to take on someone else's development. We journey alongside and we mine and we listen and we ask and we listen to the Holy Spirit. And we partner with them in their growth. It's a much less stressful way to lead. But it does take effort and it takes a bit of self-control as well. So um, we are finding uh, across our movement, um, we, we've got, like I say, this programme of kind of training um, coaches. And I'm not suggesting in this 60 minutes that we're going to do that here. But, um, but what we're finding is that this kind of coming alongside, this idea of mining treasure, kingdom gold in each other, um, is, is an expression of love. It's a family belonging to one another, grafted in. Um, it's an expression of care and of love and encouragement. And it very excitedly a means of seeing God's kingdom come. And uh, I've got some people here actually who are just going to share some, some stories because you've probably had enough of me for the moment. But um, yeah, so um, who's going to share what you've seen as you come alongside people? Ooh. I know we're short of time. I'm, a, I'm afraid I'm a coaching junkie. And I was in <laughs> terrible trouble. I realised the other night at the, we had a pastor's um, dinner on Monday night. And I was talking to these church planters, and, and then I suddenly thought, oh my goodness, I thought, I'm asking them all these, I said, I'm asking all these questions, I'm not meant to be coaching. And they, were, and they said, no, no, this is just so good, because it just gives people that chance to be heard, and then as you hear yourself, um, you think, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Um, now, I, I kind of, uh, I just love the... This week, it just fits in you know, so well with, with all, all that we're learning, this, this whole thing of knowing who we are. And, you know, and I just, for me, one of the key pieces is, is this, um, I had somebody, I, I work partly with families, my, one of my things, as well as we were leaving Cambridge Vineyard Church, we just handed that over this year. But I also worked in um, like a drop-in in a children's centre, and then I get mums, and then I had a mum come in, and she was just distraught, and she said, I've got two children, I'm a single mum, and um, I just, you know, it's all gone pear-shaped, my little boys keep biting each other, and then her friend said, well, you need to bite them, and then they'll understand. She said, I only nibbled them, she said, I never, I never hurt my children, and, and I kind of listened, and my heart was just so full of compassion, and, you know, she'd been sent to me to try and get some parenting skills, but, you know, well, what do we do instead of, you know, biting our kids? And I just said, tell me. I said, tell me, Katie, I said, if I was a fly on the wall, in your house, what would I see you doing really well? And she just dissolved into tears and she said, nobody's ever thought I could do anything well, she said. And then we were able to, I could listen and we began to explore and she decided she could, she could, uh, she could play with her children well and we looked at what that looked like and how she felt when she was doing that and how her children responded. And then she was able to actually really be able to, she wasn't stopped being so flooded with emotion and she'd come to a place where she knew she was valued, she knew she was listened to, and great kind of questions and listening, I just have found time and again just opened situations up where we're full of compassion but we just think, oh, 
What do I do with this? Hi, I'm Chris. Um, I've been a coach um, in the secular world for probably about 10 years. And I went on the same um, session with Tom Camacho a few years ago in Leicester. And it absolutely blew my mind. I'll be absolutely honest with you. I went along there because I've been coaching so long, sort of like, okay, what are we going to learn here? You know? And literally, I was like that, but it absolutely blew my mind. Uh, because when you are working with the Holy Spirit and you are giving the Holy Spirit permission as the coachee to work in you, and when you are listening to the Holy Spirit about little nuggets that they're passing over to you, I tell you, it's like coaching on acid, I can say that. <laughs> in terms of what I'd experienced in, in, in the secular world, and this mining for gold is, is something that uh, my husband and I have been using really for years in our small groups, but we didn't really know about it. It's, instead of focusing in on what presents, what, what you see, whether it's somebody who's homeless or addicted or if they're broken or whatever, what you're looking for is what God has placed inside that little bit of gold. And imagine if every single one of us saw every single bit of gold in every person we saw, how would we transform our cities and the world? Yeah, and coaching is just amazing. It helps us find that. <laughs> I've been um, speaking to some of the um, church planters him, who have been coached, and it's almost like there's this huge thing that they've been called to, and coming alongside each other has helped take those very huge dreams, those very huge and real problems sometimes, and given people the time and the space to seek the Lord and just to have someone ask them some great questions, because often... People know already um, what they want to do, but they've just never had a chance to kind of um, talk about it and, uh, yeah, and, and journey with someone through it. We believe, I absolutely believe, that this seminar is going to be powerful because it's going to unlock something of the kingdom in this room. Jesus often answered questions to him with another question. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Uh, here's an example, Matthew 15. The Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Jesus replied, and why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? Matthew, another one, Matthew 15, 32. His disciples answered, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? Jesus says, how many loaves do you have? <laughs> These are all the beginnings of conversation that invite another person to grow and to change and to encounter. And the right question can help people discover their way forward and help them to make solid plans for change. Um, because when people see their own way forward, it's powerful and it works much better than being told what to do. This is why this is a powerful leadership and development tool. Learning how to listen better to each other, listen to the Holy Spirit, is a key to what we're going to practice in a second. And then we're going to try out some questions as well. And if you're a leader, which I'm guessing we all are here, um, to constantly build means constantly to be doing that IRTDNN stuff, identifying, recruiting, training, deploying, monitoring, nurturing leaders. And these um, tools that we're talking about today are really helpful in that constant process of building. But the heart of coaching is encouraging, it's honouring, 
and it's mining for that kingdom gold in those that you are leading and that you are walking beside, drawing out while you journey with them. I'm seeing that happen around me. Um, we have a, a staff team around us these days uh, and leaders as well. And there's been a real change in me from, I don't know if this is familiar to you, but uh, you're like, this, this needs doing. Uh, we need to find someone that can do that thing because the church is growing and oh my goodness, we, we've, got to, we've got to sort that out. We need someone, anyone, is there anyone alive who, you know, who's good for it? And it's kind of a head down, crack on, the role needs to be filled. But that has changed dramatically. In our church, we get potential leaders together now and we talk to them about what their passions are. We talk to them about what their what God is doing in them, and we take more, much more time listening than telling them about what needs doing. Um, and um, we, uh, I coach our staff team kind of one to one, and and one lady, our administrator. I don't, we don't coach to kind of the job. It's much uh, wider. It's about a ministry of love and coming alongside, and and um, she wanted to um, develop like a prayer room in her attic. And so for a few months, it was just listening to her dreams and her hopes and helping her to kind of figure her way forward, making these plans and making these steps and then celebrating with her when she'd done it. And it was about inner transformation and following Jesus more dearly. And, and to be close up and to see another person, part of the body, my sister, grow and develop as a disciple of Jesus there is nothing like it in the whole world. And, and it is a shift in leadership, I think. Um, trusting that God will build his church the way he wants, and he will bring the right people at the right time to shape it however he wants. My job is to help others discover their unique gold and, and then to, to get mine in. So, um, I'm dreaming of a whole army of Barnabases across the movement that would just be coming alongside, encouraging and equipping the saints for works of service, that it would become part of the fabric. Um, and in terms of leadership, if we can't listen, if we won't humble ourselves to stop like Jesus taught us and to listen and to ask questions as he showed us, we won't be effective as we could be, I don't think, and we won't be kind. Um, being given a gift of time and attention is actually really profoundly simple, but it's a precious gift that we can all give um, to those we lead and our families and our neighbourhoods. Um, so, I think on that note, Steve, do you want to just take us on a whistle-stop tour? He's going to talk about listening, but first of all, we are going to get all of the bad habits of listening out of the way first. So, any shout, shout them out, any thoughts? If you were listening in a really horrendous way, what kinds of things would be happening in a conversation? Interrupting. Interrupting. Assuming you know what they're going to say by finishing the sentence. <laughs> finishing other people's sentences. Bad idea. Anything else? Saying I know. Pardon? Saying I know. Saying I know, I know, okay. Checking your phone, looking around, all those kinds of things. What we want to do for literally 60 seconds each is we would love you to get into pairs and simply get all of the bad habits out of the way.
So I would love you to ask each other a question, which I had planned. Tell me a little about something. Tell me a little about yourself. Let's just go with that one. Tell me a little about yourself. And you are going to listen, but terribly, for 60 seconds and then swap. And we're going to get all of the, uh, the bad habits out of the way. Are you ready? Okay, so quickly, I'm timing it. Tell me a little about yourself. And then we can finally move to each other. That's all the bad
it's a different rhythm of listening, it's a different way of learning, and it's fabulous. And, and what we've seen as coaching, and I, I've been coaching professionally, but I, like my friend there, um, was drawn by the vineyard coaching, and the, the, the Holy Spirit element of it is just so powerful. This is a fresh way of teaching, a fresh way of being for, uh, for people in, in leadership, and it's extraordinarily powerful. And as I've had conversations around uh, th this conference, I can hear people expressing it in different ways. So very quickly, we're just going to touch on some of the very key principles of, of listening. So what we're trying to do with listening is we're listening to understand and not to respond. So immediately they saw as you started talking and people were blocking what you were saying, you were being interrupted, so listening to understand, not to respond. Offering space to wait, to pause, and just to listen. That, that gap when it gets, just gets a little bit awkward, because mm. it's a little bit too long. Mm. Some of the great questions that, that we'll, we'll move on to a little bit later are, are simple questions like, say more about that. Mm. And, and what else? And what else? And asking that multiple times just peels back those layers. To, uh, to reveal actually what's underneath the, the, the presenting question and what's the, the real heart. So the, the, the idea of coaching is to try and give the, get the person to see uh, clearly, so clarity is part of the, the aim of, of listening, and then momentum is part of the, 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 the question process, the, the listening process. So what does listening uh, do? It, it invites the people into the conversation. It creates a safe space. It unpacks, it allows people to express exactly what they're thinking and then go further and then go further. You're giving them space. And once they do that, as they start talking, things become clearer because they're just beginning to, to process it. And if you leave the space for them to process it, then actually it becomes, becomes clearer. Once you get clearer, you've got the focus. And then as a coach, you can come back in and, and, and summarize and hear what they're, they're actually saying. So you get to the end of a, of a conversation and all of a sudden you realise that they understand what they're talking about, even if you don't quite understand, because part of what was happening is the Holy Spirit settling in and giving them that back charity. Sorry, you could ask me to do fairly late, late notice, so I'm not, I'm not talking about <laughs> the top. So one of the key principles we use, um, and Tom Camacho, the guy who came over from the US, is, at, is writing a book called Mining for Gold. It will be out this summer, and a lot of this is unpacked in a lot more, more, more detail. So this is a real headline. So one of the key principles that Tom talks about is the weight principle, why am I talking? So as you're having a conversation with somebody, and a coaching um, a relationship, why am I talking, is a critical piece for the coach themselves. Because actually, it is all about the coachee, it's not about the coach. You are not trying to provide solutions for them, you're trying to create space for the Holy Spirit to speak, and for the coachee to, to unpack and discover these things for themselves. So, how do we tell if they're actually, um, if we're really listening? To them, so there are some simple things you can look at the body language that uh, the, the, the people you're talking with have. Are they engaged? Are they leaning in? What's their eye contact? What's their what's their emotion in in their body? Um, some of these things are, are fairly common sense, but they're not common practice. So the more you do these things, the more the more you get attuned into where you're, you know, the person you're talking to is actually at. So uh, Nicola Rodsky, it's very um, Interactive. So I want you to break into threes now, okay? Instead of two twos, into threes, okay? We're going to have a, a very quick practice 
on, on listening. So we've got one person speaking, one person observing, uh, and one person listening. So just, just go into threes and just have one speaker, one listener, and one observer. And the question is, what are you celebrating? And think about the and think about the, the questions of unpack and clarifying which part of this process. So what are you celebrating? Do you feel free to move the chairs about? I like messy chairs. Yeah, so it's not a good 
Celebrating. It felt, it felt good. You don't often have that opportunity. That's true. Anyone else? How did, how did that? How did that sit? Was it comfortable? Was it uncomfortable to be in the in the spotlight? It felt like people cared. Good. Okay. Okay, well, we're going to quickly get on to questions. So the flip side of, of coaching is not just listening. It's asking great questions and powerful questions that then unlock things with inside, with inside people. So you know, obviously in a session like this, all we can do is introduce you to the sort of principles of coaching. Um, and, and for many of you, it may not be that you actually become coaches, but you can become a coaching leader and use the principles of coaching in what, in what you do. So the flip side of, um, uh, of listening is, is powerful questions. So simply powerful questions, they're, they're open-ended, they're not closed, closed questions. So we're, we're not asking the is question, we're asking in the, the how question and the what does that, that, those sorts of questions. They begin to draw more out of, of people, designed to explore a topic more, more deeply, not just about gaining information. The background story can be interesting, it can be helpful at times, but actually what you're looking for is to help your coachee get clarity and then momentum in the conversation. So encourage them to speak more broadly and as a catalyst for the um, uh, for the conversation. And it's entirely about them, nothing about you. It's not about you showing your knowledge. So, so if there are people here with lots of ministry experience and, and great Bible knowledge, that's fantastic. Hold that back because what we're trying to do is draw it out of them. In the same way that Jesus did it. Uh, who do men say I am? One of these great questions. And then who do you say I am? 
those two questions could last a lifetime. Just the power of, of, of these sort of questions can change people's lives. So, practice tries. Okay, so we're going to do um, some, some asking of questions in a slightly different way now. Because this is just like a whistle-stop tour, and we, we would love, you can't, we can't really do this justice in, in many ways, but we want, really want to give a flavour. So what I have prepared is basically a kind of, some questions that follow on, one from another, that might be a tool to help you to help someone else kind of discover and bring to the fore what it is that God is doing and and what they won't want to do about that and what they will do about that and when will they do that about that. So um, it feels like trying to oh, force feed everybody but anyway so because time is against us we, we're getting to maybe what we could do actually is do it in pairs then both people could hopefully have a turn, because it's going to take a good 10 minutes, right? Um, and these questions, do you want to um, just get those out and about? That'd be good. You want the side with the arrows going down. The bit on the back is for you to take away to, um, if you want to, put it into practice in your church context. Um, so this is a, a few questions. So you've already met each other, which is great. So initially you would get to know someone a bit, introduce yourself, find out a bit about them, but you've already done that. Um, so this is about finding out where there is an area in your life or in ministry where you would like to see a change, okay? So in your... Well, we can do it two ways. We can either do it in threes, and if someone's got a burning thing, one person could ask the questions, the other could be the one that talks, and someone else can just observe and see what happens. That would be fine. Or if you just want to do it in a pair, that's cool as well. So these are the questions I'd love you just to work through, giving it the time and space that Steve was just talking about. The writing in blue is just little tips, little reminders. So tell me an area of life or ministry where you would like to see change. Listen well to what they say. Watch the body language. Be listening to the Holy Spirit as you listen to the person as well. What would it be like or what would it look like if this area was going really well? So you've told me the problem. Now paint a picture of the future. What would that thing be like if, in your opinion, it was like A grade in your wildest imagination? Let's give people the time and the space to dream out there in the future that maybe they haven't had time to before. What do you sense God is showing you? Because we want to come alongside one another and it's a kingdom thing. So it's really important we're asking, what is God showing you? Don't be afraid to leave that to linger. Um, and then the following up question could be, what to you is the priority in all of this? And then where could you start? Just trying to help someone take that big thing, maybe that big dream they've thought about for many years or that problem that's weighing them down and just beginning to think, okay, this big problem or this big change, the priority actually is this thing. I could start with this thing. And as you listen, you're going to be nodding. You're going to be smiling. You're going to be encouraging. Tell me more about that. How are you going to start that? Um, and then... In, in coaching, we're all about action steps. We could all have a nice chat and a cup of tea and 
But this is about making change. What steps could the person that you're listening to, that you're mining, this is where we're really getting mining, what action steps could you take towards change? That priority, that thing, where, how could you move towards that change? What steps are you actually going to take? And it could be, I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort my diary out. I need to sort my diary out. I'm in a, I'm in a big muddle. Well, what steps could you take? I need to download an app. I need to go to WH Smith's, whatever it is. And then we're moving on to what do you need to be able to take these steps? You know, it could be any number of resource, resourcing. It could be a person. It could be a conversation they need to have. It could be a place, experience, books. It could be absolutely anything. What are they going to need to support them on this step? Um, and then finally, Get the person that you're talking to to put into words maybe two specific steps that they're going to definitely take. And this is where you're not going to be uh, nice. You're going to say, okay, you've said these things are important. You've said this is what you want to do. How are you actually going to do that? And when you're working with leaders in your own context, when they have told you, I'm going to do this on that day, at this time and by whatever, you know, whatever, the actual thing they're actually going to do and how and when they're actually going to do it is a powerful thing because we won't likely see each other again. But back home, you might say, well, let's, let's get together in three weeks' time and we'll talk about that. And the joy is often that accountability, it, it does uh, really help people to follow through. But you get to celebrate step by step their achievements and, and as a leader raising up other leaders, that way of nurturing and coming alongside as people grow and develop and make their own changes is a really powerful thing. Hello. Can I just ask, is it good or bad to make notes? Is that helpful? Is that a good thing? Because I often find I lose and, and I I think if it helps you, you maybe say to the person, you know, I'm just, it's okay if I just jot down. I think on the whole, it's good to keep eye contact, but when, when we coach, we do, we can take notes, yeah, whatever's helpful for you. Okay, so this is a whistle-stop talk. This would normally be a good hour's conversation, I think, to really help someone, but we have not got time. But I just want you to experience what this could be like. So maybe... In your triad, I think I'll do, stay where you are because you know each other. Figure out who in the group has got an area of life or ministry where they would like to see change. And then somebody be the person asking the questions and the other one can just be watching on. Is that okay? So stay in the three as you are. Figure out who's got a thing they want to make change on. And they come alongside. And then when you've got to the bottom, they've made their decision, affirm them and pray for them with real encouragement. Okay? Off you go. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you.
Give me a wave if you felt like you had a glimpse of someone's heart. They're not listening. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you did. I think they're crazy. Yeah. loving each other with that gift of time and space and these questions are just ideas this is not a formula this is a ministry of care and of love and so on the back of that sheet uh, are some other things that you may want to take away um, and it's all self-explanatory because I hopefully made it to be so and also um, on the screen um, are just a couple of resources. Um, this book here 
um, is really good. If you're overseeing areas of ministry, um, it has particular pages if you're overseeing small group leaders, if you're overseeing marriage ministry or whatever. It gives you suggestions of the sorts of things you might want to ask those people that are leading. Um, this Coaching 101 is by Bob Logan. You can't really read it too clearly. Bob Logan um, really um, pioneered. We use his, um, his material for our training for our national coaches, but the book is a really easy, straightforward read and is really quite inspiring. You can pick them up secondhand on Amazon. I just checked this morning. There's a few on there, so you can grab them. And just Strengths Finder. If you are leading someone, we get all of our staff team and key leaders to do Strengths Finder so that when I'm coaching them, I already know kind of some of their personality traits, some of their design, that this uh, tool is good for just unearthing a bit and giving you a bit of a clue as to who they are as you go into that. And then these podcasts, the theme Thursday, um, is based on the strengths finder strengths that come out with that. So that those two together are helpful and then these are just really helpful too. Um, thank you all so much for coming. I hope you have felt heard you felt affirmed that some of you have come to places where you've figured out what you can do to move forward um it's been great having you i just want to pray for us all if that's okay lord we just thank you that we are the body we are your body you are the head and we are joined together with deep love deep affection with everything in common and lord thank you for simple tools that you have shown us today. Thank you that we are your children and that we get to journey together with others. Father, and I pray that the things we've discussed here today, the things we've practiced, would go from here and would bring life. Lord, would you help people to see where and how and who they could come alongside in this ministry of love, not to carry someone else's burdens, but to help them walk forward step by step into the fullness of life that you have created them for. I pray, Lord, that you would rise up an army, raise up an army of invisible Barnabases that would encourage and draw out across our movement. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have a good tea time. Thank you.